Blog Talk Radio. Well, I want to say good evening, good morning, shalom, peace, hotel, all those good things. I want to welcome everyone to another episode on this Blog Talk Radio platform. This is the Five Source Song Network. This is Brother Seth coming at you. Um, we're a little 440-some shows now, y'all, almost 450. We just, again, thank you for your time. We can't say it enough. Really appreciate it. So many of you have so many uh, things that you're engaged in with family and commitments here and there, and so you uh, take your time out on Tuesday nights to join us, and really, really, really appreciate it. Folks, tonight is open forum. It's just as simple. Tonight is open forum. Um, that means we talk about pretty much anything on your heart, on your spirit, as it relates to current events happening in and around our neighborhood and world. That's what's happening again. Open forum tonight. And you're invited to uh, join our panel tonight and discuss anything happening in your neighborhood and in your world. Again, I'm Brother Seth. I want to um, just, just uh, invite those of those co-hosts and, and guest co-hosts that's going to be on the show to go ahead and press 1 because we have a phone line full of people and I want to be able to identify you. Very important you press 1. Those that's going to be on the show, press 1. Before I uh, get started, I would just want to do a few little house cleaning issues. Just want to remind everybody uh, about um, finding old shows. Um, a lot of you uh, throughout the week wants to hear more possible songs, and you forget that these shows are recorded. I don't know how, but there are people that actually forget that these shows are recorded. That means that you can go to Google or any of the browsers, really, and just search under the name Five Foods on Blog Talk Radio, and then whatever topic you're interested in. So many things we've talked about over the years. Uh, any of these topics, you can just type in right after you type in Five Foods on Blog Talk Radio. And just, for instance, if you want to know anything about the Israelites, type in Israelites after it. If you want to know anything about Bible leprosy, uh, just type in Bible leprosy. Uh, whatever you want to um any of the 400 and, like I say, almost 50 shows now, just type in that topic and you'll be able to go directly, directly to that particular um, topic. It's just that simple to be able to enjoy these shows. Uh, many of you over the years have told me you listen on your job. Some of you have listened. Um, just give me some ideas because some people never think like this for whatever reason. I know I did when I first saw listening to blogs, but when something on the, when a show is recorded, for those of you, when shows are recorded, uh, you can, uh, with your earphones and, of course, the Internet service, listen to these shows wherever you find time to listen to these shows, okay? Uh, one of the best things I like to do is listen on my job, you know, I put one ear in. I don't have on both headsets on my job, but I put in one and just listen to the Five Stone Network. Another thing you can do, brothers and sisters, is you can simply... Forward that link that I sent to many of you on on uh, Facebook or email or highway. I got the link to you. You can send that link to friends. It's probably a good time to do it right now. Go ahead and invite others to listen to the show tonight. I'm serious, um, folks. <laughs> These shows are while we uh, have a good time, we laugh a little bit, and tonight hopefully we'll laugh a lot with my uh, surprise guests coming on. Um, 
while we laugh and, and, and really have a good time as brothers mostly, a lot of sisters sometimes join us here and there. Sisters, I should say a lot, join us here and there. Um, this is this is one of those shows that I listen to uh, uh, along with other podcasts while I'm uh, in and about and at work and uh, even in Kroger's or wherever I'm you know, just living my life. So remember, you can do that with these recorded shows. I have to tell y'all, so I have to have to tell some of y'all that because some of y'all forget that these shows are pre-recorded. I mean, recorded. Okay, the shows are recorded. And again, that means you can send that link to friends and family. Okay. Um, we're gonna go ahead and just take a little short break. We're gonna come back and start the show again. I just thank everybody for tuning in. I really appreciate it. And we'll be starting the show of family here in about. 10 seconds, you know, with the music and so forth. So, again, thank you for tuning in. We really appreciate you tonight. Our uh, moderator, Brother John Clark, is definitely in the house, as well as uh, Brother Dan Wallace and the Apostle, uh, excuse me, Pastor uh, Alcee Chris. And, again, we have a surprise uh, co-host that's going to be joining us tonight as well. So we'll be back, folks. Stay tuned.
You got me there for a minute. I'm thinking about it out a little while. Moderators in your hand uh, again, brother. Uh, you got a you got a, a guest uh, going to be calling in a little while, brother. Uh, the one and only uh, uh, Sugar Daddy, aka Bud Armstrong. And um, but it's, it, until then, you have your regulars and uh, the shows in your hand, brother. Uh, well, actually, it's open, open. Um Mike, so to speak, I figure any of any of us who have a thought, consideration, concern can just get it out there. Um, there's really no particular thing that I had on my mind that I w- was looking to discuss. Anybody have something that they've seen, be it current event, uh, consideration, something that the Spirit of God has placed on your heart, by all means, just jump in and do you. Um, if it's okay, I'll, I'll go, John. Please. Um, one of the yeah, one of the things always that, got uh, I, I, it, it, hold on a second. I just want to say this real quick. I, I know I didn't want yeah. to jump out at one time. Is what my what my fear was just then. But uh, I was just thinking. I know you got a lot of going on in your world, Pastor, being out there in the on the pavement, so to speak. But anyway, go ahead. I just was thinking. Yeah, I want to jump at the same time. Well, but well, go ahead. Well, you know what. One of the one of the things, and you know, everybody on the line lives in the Dallas Fort Worth metroplex, is uh, the rise in senseless violence that's been going on in our community. Um, you know, they've had shootings at the basketball game. A little one-year-old got shot. Um, you know, it's just it looks like every day we get three or four stories of somebody being killed or somebody being shot at. And, I mean, I just think it's, it's elevated to where it's really getting out of hand. It's getting, you know, to the, getting ridiculous. And that's, that's what was on my heart, one of the issues that I, that's been um, on my mind and heart. Yeah, that is. A, that, that, what happened with the, with the one year getting shot? I think I saw that in the, in the, uh, on the news again. He's talking about the Dallas Fort Worth area, folks. You know, we don't have to stick with just Dallas Fort Worth again. Whatever's happening in your world, in and around your neighborhood, again, press one if you want to come on and share. Uh, but, but no, press. What were the details on that? What exactly happened? And well, we, got hand, uh, we just got a hand. Somebody do want to chime in? Uh, it will come to you. Uh, caller here in a second, but go ahead, Pastor Chris, with details on that shooting. Real, real quickly, uh, he was he was in the bedroom with his uncle, and the uncle got shot, and the baby got shot, but the baby passed away. It killed the baby. Wow. Was this drugs related, or was the uncle into some mischievousness? Or they they hadn't re- they hadn't really said they hadn't really said anything about why you know this person was chosen, and why somebody shot in the bedroom. Um, but you know, it's, it, whatever it was, it's a shame that a little one-year-old uh, died behind this. That is very tragic. Very, very tragic. Wow, wow, wow. Well, let's come back to that story because I want to comment on that. And a lot of times, these young people not as a lot. I shouldn't say young people. I go, that's kind of prejudice. But a lot of times, these shootings of whoever, it's not as it sound. In other words, yes, a one-year-old died, but if you're dealing drugs or if you're doing something wrong, or don't, again, I don't know, I can't accuse anybody, but I'm just saying a lot of these a lot of these stories I'm finding when I go and research this and research these people are not as innocent as possible. You kind of invite violence with the selling of drugs or with when you have, when you've been mistreating people, people are going to retaliate. And, and unfortunately, if you have the children with you, they can be injured. So it's still wrong. It's still horrible. Uh, we just don't want to see anybody die, especially 
number one children and, and, and senior citizens and so forth. So that is really horrible. But listen, we got a hand up raised. I don't know how long this hand been raised. Let's go to the phone lines, and then we'll come back to Brother Dan uh, and, 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 and Pastor and moderator here in a second. Everybody okay with us taking a, going to the phone lines? Uh, uh, moderate, is it okay? By all means. Sure. Okay. All right, going to the phone lines. Air code 817 uh, Your line is now open. Go ahead with your question or comment. Uh, please let us know your city and your name, please. Uh, my name is uh, Apostle Malachi Pierre Reynolds, uh, uh, the uh, founder of the Laos Found Israelites. I am no longer the pastor. Uh, we have I've just appointed a senior pastor of the Laos Found Israelites, but I am still the apostle of the, the ministry. Um, okay. Um, you don't have to get into so, that, uh, brother, uh, uh, okay. uh, brother Patrick, okay. just so you know. That's a little bit personal there. Go okay. right here with right. what's going on with the show tonight. Okay. Okay. I, I just... Uh, um, I wanted to, uh, uh, I, I guess Pastor Chris hit it, uh, oh, I guess me and his spirit is on one accord, um, and, uh, because what he was commenting on, that's what I'm going to teach on, uh, this, this Shabbat, but, um, uh, and, and as you were saying, also as well, uh, Brother Seth, um, a, a lot of this stuff is, uh, it's 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 a, it's a real tra- tragic about the recent uh, violent crimes that are occurring in the Dallas Fort Worth area, especially in the Fort Worth area that I live in. Uh, usually, when wintertime is here, um, crime usually you know drop, but crime has actually gone up in Fort Worth, Texas, in the wintertime. Um, and although a lot of this stuff is real, it's a real tragedy. And my condolences to the to the innocent bystanders, uh, but 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 you know the Holy Spirit, you know we believe in the Holy Spirit, you know told me in my in my spirit when I was praying about this situation, and He said that a lot of this stuff is happening because provoked some some people when they are provoked, you know they and when they act out, uh, they are not going to they don't care who's in the way. They don't care if there's bystanders in the way. They are about avenging uh, themselves. So, so a, a lot of this stuff is, uh, uh, you know, some of this stuff is 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 people who they are being provoked. And the Bible does speak about not provoking people. And this is not just justify, you know, a lot of this stuff. But what I'm saying is that since the police departments across America has lost all moral authority. I don't care how much they push that law. They have lost moral legitimacy. And people feel like, look, this is what they say in the streets. I'm out there in the streets. They say, look, I don't feel like the police can solve my issues, issues, uh, situation, especially when, them, when they are so corrupt. So if somebody disrespect me, I'm going to go and hand it up myself, and I don't care who gets in the way. And I just wanted to make that statement. You know, but the solution is always that we need to pray and engage our people to handle things in a, uh, what we call a conflict resolution, where we can come together and resolve these issues in a civilized way. So you say the, the say it again. The word on the street is what now? That was interesting. Well, you know, being that I be in the streets a lot at the hood corner stores teaching, and, and me and my brother was out there this this Sunday. You know, we 
we talk to a lot of people in the street, and they feel like that they can't go to the police for anything because they feel like that they have lost all more authority. Uh, how can they police them when they can't even police themselves and, and they end up abusing people? So they feel like if somebody disrespects me, I'm going to go and hand it up on them myself. And I don't care who gets in the way. I'm going to get my vengeance. This is what they're saying in the streets. <clears throat> um, you know, the, uh, the, go, go ahead, ahead brother, brother Seth. Now you go ahead. I was just going to say that the, this the, the issues that we're dealing with they run really, really deep uh, in our communities. And again, it's it's easy to try to look at things at a surface level, but it is so much deeper uh, when you consider, for instance, for instance. Uh, an entire group of kids who are, are coming up under the music that's currently being pushed out there, and that music does not allow for conflict resolution of any sort. It actually calls for violence and retaliation of the worst kind. Now, obviously, it's not going to impact everyone the same, but when you put this mixture of things together, uh, hierarchies within any given community, um, the ability to make money hustling, and you put these things together, it really is a recipe for disaster. And I put the onus of that on our own government by and large because the it, it, while I could not point directly towards what may uh, what they may have done in the Fort, Dallas Fort Worth Metroplex. That has been an ongoing uh, systematic approach to how they dealt with our neighborhoods, and so and it and it's documented, and so I doubt that the Dallas Fort Worth Metroplex is a one-off like they decided not to impact this this port part of the U.S. <clears throat> um, we are consistently being made war against. And I mean made war. We live in a terrorist state. It's just not as obvious as some of the other terrorist states that you may see overseas or something like that. But um, we are, we really have to be on top of our game because our government is not for us. We are, it's, the Bible says that we would be uh, shipped over, if you will, to the land of our enemies. Folks, I do not believe that our enemies are basically the people that we work with or, or our supervisor. It's, it's, it's the persons who pull strings, who create policies, who, who are able to change the direction of a, a city, a county, uh, a nation. Those are the persons whom the people who have influence, those are the persons. And again, I don't mean to make a blanket statement because it's not all of them. But it's enough of them so that you can get a majority vote, let's say. Folks, please wake up and understand that things are going to just get worse. And that shooting up in New Jersey, that stabbing that, that took place at that, uh, at that Jewish family's house, folks, think about this for a minute. That, that shooting up in New Jersey. You have a black man and a black woman armed to the teeth, and they go and they shoot up a kosher store. 
ask yourself, when was the last time that something like that has ever happened? That is not the black, that is not our MO. What Pastor Chris spoke of, what Brother Malachi spoke of, that type of violence, which is just retribution, I'm getting revenge, that's us. That, that's what we do. When is the last time have we went and shot up a place because we had some type of issue with another culture? It's called never. That's not what we do. Those people weren't under any particular pressure. You have a man goes into a Jewish home wielding a knife, and he's going to just arbitrarily trying to stab people. Folks, hey, you can call me conspiracy theorist, but that's not what we do. That's not what our people do. The closest you could come to that, to, in my opinion, was the D.C. sniper. But again, that was, that, they were killing black and white people. They didn't, it wasn't a racial matter. They were killing adults and kids. It was, they, they, you know, deranged mind, uh, possibly. I don't know. I've never really looked into it that much. But think about what has just taken place and how that's going to impact us. I, be assured, more stuff is going to happen. Do, do you all actually think that that was just happenstance? Those things are orchestrated. Folks, the stuff that you actually think, you see it on the news, and you actually think that this is happenstance, you're dealing with a very, very devious government that's run by a devious entity. This, that entity told the Messiah that if you would bow down and worship me, I would make you ruler over all of these kingdoms. And the Messiah said no. Well, somebody said yes. <laughs> Think about that. The Messiah said no. Somebody said yes. I will bow down and worship you. I will do it. And what does the, the, the what does Satan require of them? Their lives and their allegiance. And you're going to carry out the things that I have you carry out. So from be it the president of the United States, a congressman, a senator, a governor, a governor, a, a, a mayor, a police chief. Folks, people have bowed down and worshipped Satan to be given positions of power, authority, money, fame. They've done it. And when Satan tells them that this is what I want to happen, and keep in mind, he knows exactly who the true Israelites are. He knows who those Israelites are. But everybody else may not know, but Satan knows. So trust and believe that when you see something happen on the news, there was a killing or something. Don't just look at it at face value. Ask yourself, why? Why, why is that? That's pretty deep. Pretty why deep. is it? And, and again, Red. you see these school shootings. You see these school shootings. I'm sorry, Brother Dan. I'll finish up in just a moment. Oh, oh no, no. You go, I'm, I'm listening, Brother John. Go ahead. Okay, thank you. You cannot. The, the Bible lets us know that in the end times there's going to be a one-world government. Folks, we should not be fighting against the one-world government. It's, not, it's, it's going to happen. It's already prophesied. We should uncover the works of darkness and let people know, hey, this is what that is. And for all intents and purposes, folks, that one-world government, has, it's been in place. They just haven't told us. It's been in place. The financial systems, the economies, it's already in place. They just haven't told you. Folks, you cannot consummate that without taking the guns of the people in the United States. Do you think that people, the land of the free and the home of the brave are going to give up their sovereignty to become a citizen of the world? Hell no. They're going to go down blood, sweat, and tears. You can count on that. And every step, every day, 
it's steps are being made by our government to make sure that we if you look at Obama's speeches, folks, <clears throat> he was saying plainly that this was the direction that we were going. It's not a, a knock against him. Uh, but he said it plainly that that we need to now rely upon one another. We need to basically dissolve borders and work with one another as as a one world order. Bush Senior said it. One world order. Bill Clinton said it. One world order. Bush Junior said it. One world order. Folks, it's here. It's here. And so, again, just, yes. Just want to say that we had a hand went up. I didn't want you to forget about it. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know it was there. I, I yeah. apologize for being so uh, soft-spoken at the outset of the show, but when <laughs> Brother Seth was like, you know, hey, say something. I didn't think you were the one to say I don't have any, anything on my mind. <laughs> well, the thing you is that I really I, didn't. Always, I, something that on my mind. always something on that mind. It, but, right, but it, it's more personal in nature. But but when I thought about it, even Brother Seth, even a week or two ago, I was telling you about that shooting up in Jersey. I'm thinking to myself, that's not what we do. That's not the type of killing we do. We kill because you call me a punk and you're not going to disrespect me. That's what we do. <laughs> we don't we we don't go shooting up stores. So I'm just saying, well, folks. Can I, 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 I also I want to say, uh, 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 moderator, is this also we have a guest uh, co-host in the house as well. That's, that's what I meant to really say. I, I've done a few things here. Uh, but very interesting. Very, very, very interesting. Is, is it okay to bring him on at this time? Yeah, let's bring him on and get that hand if we need to. Okay. And brother, uh, not to disrespect Apostle Malachi, what you done, brother, uh, before we go to bring on our surprise, no longer surprise now, but uh, 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 Sugar Daddy, uh, are you were you uh, done with your comments? Who me? Okay. I, uh, you, I was just saying, were you done? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you very much. Okay. All right. There's uh, Pastor Malachi, uh, Malachi all the way from Fort Worth, Texas. Go back to the phone lines and bring it on our guest uh, tonight, co-host, uh, the one and only Sugar Daddy. Welcome back. Welcome back, brother, to the Five on Network. Hadn't heard your voice in a long time. Folks, this is uh, uh, Sugar Daddy from, from the old show, 12 and Duck Show. I'm glad he decided to hang out with us tonight. I really appreciate it. Go ahead and say hello to the people, Sugar Daddy, and uh, welcome again to the Five on Network, brother, again. Good evening, good evening, good evening to everybody on this uh, fine, fine panel. I'd just like to say uh, my perspectives are a little different and a little, probably be a little more humorous, but I do understand what y'all saying, what y'all putting out, and it's totally respected. And, uh, hey, I, I love to see our, our black people, you know, educate themselves and educate me, uh, the next brother. Well, I appreciate that, brother, but really quickly, uh, in like, 20 seconds. Let everybody know what you've been up to and how to get a hold of you just because uh, that's what everybody do when they first come on the show. And you ain't been on the while. So just go ahead and tell everybody a little bit about what you've done. No more about 30 seconds and how to get a hold of you, please, quickly. Okay. Uh, well, I go by the name of Sugar Daddy, first name by an Armstrong and stuff like that. But basically, uh, I go by the name of Sugar Daddy. I'm a comic and uh, I've been doing some traveling, uh, do comedy here and there. Uh, you know, for a pay, it ain't for years. That's how I do it. I make. That's how I make my money. I, 
been around and uh I've got a, a couple of shows coming up. Uh I got a show on the twenty fifth coming this coming up and down in uh Kill no not Kill Girl, that's uh Tyler, Texas at the Oil Palace. It's gonna be the on the twenty fifth of January. Is that about a six thousand uh seat auditorium, something like that? Yeah, I was getting to that part. But being that you know already <laughs> I don't want you to forget that. That's pretty. I, I just <laughs> we talked to him. I love, I love, I love. Hey, I, hey, is my brother. I'm getting to know the rest of y'all, man. I'm sure y'all the brothers of said If y'all said brother, then y'all my brother, man. We go way Absolutely. back, way back to. I'm talking. We used to put uh, air grease on on your nappy head when combs come in and get through it. I'm talking on the way back. Way back with napping, napping head of cheering. That's what I'm talking okay. about. Ain't nothing wrong with it. Everybody had one by the time, but I lost all my hair right now. So, you know, I'm bald-headed, man, but I'm I'm, I'm loving it. Well, listen, man, I want to welcome to the show. Like I said, this has nothing to do with what y'all talking about, man, but that, that's just my, that's what I do. So I yeah, do a little bit listen. of this, a little bit of that, but I, I love supporting my brother. Back to you, Well, uh, 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 Daddy, listen, the reason why I invited you on, and, uh, 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 a.k.a. Byron Armstrong, as you say, is the reason why I invited you on is because I wanted to, a little, it to be a little light. I wanted some laughter. When we say open forum, folks, it don't have to be, uh, always somebody getting shot or somebody, you know, getting killed, uh, because we are just killing each other all the time. I mean, I'm in the neighborhood right now. Ain't nobody gotten shot in this neighborhood in years. So why would I come on the show and just that be all we talk about? But we definitely want to talk about those things because they mean something to us, to us, and their lives being taken. So I don't do. I, I definitely want to hear from, uh, like about the young young child dying. We want to hear about that on this show tonight. We want to hear about things that's on your heart. But some things on your heart is comical. Some things on your heart. So why do black people do this? You know, this is some of my heart. So I just want y'all to understand this show tonight. It is open for things that are happening around, current events happening around your, your neighborhood and your world. I know I said vital vital events, but also we're going to open up just to just anything that's on your heart, folks. I can't say no different. Um, Moderator is back in your hands now. Like I said, you got uh, Sugar Daddy on. We just call him Sugar Daddy for night. standing here amazed, uh, Brother Seth, because I just got through dang near preaching uh, hell and brimstone to you. Like, we're going to keep it light tonight. We brought by and we're going to keep it light. I'm like, <laughs> too late. Not keep it light. No, <laughs> no, light. no, 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 no. I, no. Well, we're going to lighten it up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, guess yeah. so, I right? Just, I just, well, you, you know, but this, 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 this is a very serious topic. Uh, 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 and again, that's S U G A, y'all. Y'all, yeah, y'all ain't about I know males I have know. a hard time saying males have a hard time saying sugar. He's not saying sugar. He's saying sugar. It's a difference, big difference. S U G A. He gonna be Byron all night. I, I, absolutely, I'm not calling Byron sugar daddy. I'm just telling you right now. <laughs> it ain't. There you go. That's all good. That's all good. I, I know how you feel. It, it takes a moment <laughs> to get used to. You know, they're like the boys. I ain't calling no Byron. I don't want to warm up to that idea. Okay. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, it's gonna take a minute. You gotta put that one on the stove. You gotta put that one on the stove for a little heat. All right, all right, 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 right. Hey, but hey, I was listening to the uh, the the brother that was talking about you know uh, people get shot up up north and get shot everywhere and families going in, you know, black couples just going in and ramrodding somebody was shooting and stuff like that. I have a personal uh, 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 matter. Uh, my nephew, you know, he just got shot. This is this is like uh, maybe two, three weeks recently, but you know, it wasn't it wasn't nothing detrimental. You know, they shot him in the ass. Can I say ass? <laughs> real talk. No, I mean that that's real. Shot him dead in his behind. But you know that that was just some silly mess, man. Our young people just so out of control, so out of control. Hold on, brother. What do you mean, why? I mean, could have gotten killed. What, what oh, the why, the why, buying a, buying a silly girl, the 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 old girl, I'm with her, let me see, his ex-girlfriend came back over there with the new boyfriend, talking all that blah, 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 and next thing you know, uh, 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 you know, he, he, he breaks out his piece, so, oh boy, he, you know, my nephew, he break out running. No, because he ain't got nobody with a hand with some skin on. You can't, you can't fight no bully with that. So and he popped him then, uh, you know, on his in in the hip, the backbone that is slip. Crazy. But That's he, crazy. Yeah, he I hate though. He walking better day. But that day, boy, he was crying like a sister. Well, listen, man, and that's kind of what I was talking about earlier at the beginning of the show when I was talking about how we don't know how things start. That is kind of funny getting shot in the, you know what, but I'm saying you don't know when when people are shot, babies are shot, older people are shot, people are shot through windows. We don't know always what's going on. It don't matter what the reasoning is. It's still insanity. It's still insanity. Only our neighborhood has gotten this kind of shooting by, uh, uh, I got to call you Byron, but you may be just have to be Byron us on the night. Uh, I'm serious. I can't use to say no sugar daddy, but we'll try. But anyway, uh, it's all good. Folks, it's all good, folks. Listen, our people really are just like he comes on to talk about this, 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 this uh, domestic dispute, and somebody gets shot in the butt. That's how it often happened when somebody wound up getting killed. Now he could have easily gotten shot if the guy would have aimed a little better. And so this, there you go. Yeah, little yeah, there you go. There you go. Another home. Yeah, it could have went a whole different way. You're absolutely right. But I want to. I want to. a whole different way, bit. man. Yeah, I want to switch gears a little bit and uh, and talk about self-esteem among our people. Self-esteem among our people. Self-esteem. How you look at yourself. How you estimate yourself. And why it might seem a little comical with Byron is saying. It ain't comical how we see ourselves. It ain't comical that we would fight over a girl and, and somebody be shooting at you, be it in your behind or your head or your heart or your lungs or wherever. It's it's really and truly a problem we have in our neighborhood, folks, and, and in our world, really. But I'm talking about African Americans. The show is pretty much designed for African Americans. It's pretty much, uh, 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 we pretty much concentrate on one mass of people, and that's African Americans. And we believe are the true Israelites of the Bible. And uh, what you've heard tonight from uh, uh, Apostle Malachi as well as uh, uh, Byron's story, he just was sharing, especially what John was sharing earlier, none of this can happen, including the New World Order John was talking about, without a low self-esteem, us seeing ourselves different than what the Father is seeing us, us not seeing ourselves valued as the Father sees us. This is kind of like the show we had last week, you know, um, 
especially those of us that are supposed to be born again, we just don't see ourselves, brothers and sisters, like the Father sees us. And when you don't do that, you're going to find yourself getting into a dispute like Brian was just saying, uh, a.k.a. Sugar was just saying, well, you're going to find yourself in, 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 in fights. And, and just, I see the most, I see stuff jump off. And I hear things jumping off over the silliest little things, just like the whole thing with the chicken, Popeye's chicken. You know, Popeye's, you know, they, it was a serious uh, topic there for a minute. But they said, oh, God got shot over chicken. Anybody that know anything about the hood or anything about our people know ain't nobody going to shoot each other over no chicken. It was not over no chicken. It was about disrespect. One brother jumped in the, in the line of another brother, and it's that, it's that, it's that respect lot of things to black men, but when you disrespect them, you could be shot, you could be stabbed, you could something that's going to go down because we we have such low self-esteem. We don't value ourselves. We don't look at ourselves the way the Father sees us. And uh, I, the Father showed me this revelation. I want to go to Dan and see what he think about this, and then uh, anybody else that want to comment. But listen, the Father showed me a revelation about humanity and, and this word self-esteem, self-estimate, self-estimate. Did you know most human beings have low self-esteem? Did y'all know that? Pastor Chris, did you know that? Quickly. Did you know that? Pastor Chris? Pastor Chris, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I realize that. Yeah, I realize okay. about the self-esteem issue. Oh, uh, what about you? But but you know that most people, you, what about just, just really quick roll call? But then, you know that most human beings have low self-esteem? Yes. Well, let That's me tell you what I mean by that, because it's kind of a trick question. The Father showed me that the reason most humans have a low self-esteem is because they don't see themselves. I'm talking about so-called whites, so-called Indians, so-called all any other group of people you want to group by whatever. It's the planet. They don't see themselves the way the Father sees themselves. Okay, so... Even though they're going out in the world and starting businesses and traveling the world, doing all these things, and we, we really idolize these people, guess what? They don't see themselves the way the Father sees themselves. So their estimate of themselves is lower. It's just higher than ours to where they wind up being over us because we buy into the white supremacy and so forth. But white supremacy, the way they see themselves, they don't see themselves the way the Father sees themselves. They really, really don't. Else they would be, be misbehaving the way they do. And so when you take that and then think about how we see ourselves even under them, that's ridiculous. And that's why so much stuff is jumping off in our community. So much self-hate. So much self-hate. So much self-destruction. Brother Dan, quickly on that. Quickly. Okay. Um, I, I think that based, I, I'd like to add on what John was talking about. And it'll be, and it also will work in what you're saying once I, once I li- um, um, speak what I'm saying. Okay, John's conversation. I, uh, well, we're talking about shootings in the neighborhood, and I think I, um, this is what I, I, I've been writing down. They took in the Bible out of school. Number two, video games. They playing video games that people are killing people, and and it, it, it's like fun. Here's another one. Um, lack of parents raising children. Most of most of the um, families in our race uh, are single parents. 
They don't have a father with them. And really, if you have a father, what does that mean? Unless you have a good father and you have a mother that's willing to work together and make a difference in those children's lives. So I think a lot of times um, th- these children are being raised up in single parents. Mother has to work or the mother got a boyfriend, you know, and he's on drugs and he's drinking and he don't really care about the kids, you know. And um, they don't have no kind of guidance or instruction. Uh, so they look they look at what's in the street. That that you know, you know, people have joined gangs because they don't have a family. And these and they so they choose these gangs to be their family. Of course if they choose these gangs to be their family, you can expect nothing but trouble because gangs cause problems. That's why they're a gang. They are outsiders. So um the next thing I had on my list was people are also doing it to get attention. You you got to look at this. Every time there's a shooting, it makes a national news. They become an instant celebrity. And it's sad because we need to expose it, but I think that people don't have the fear of what they're doing no more. They It's a way to get into the news. And people read your name and see who you are. And then I, I, and then I got people are not serving God. People are not serving God, so you're open up to the wiles and the tricks of the devil. The wiles and tricks of the devil is I come, he come to steal, destroy, and kill. And you're seeing killing, you're seeing people um, destroying people's lives and stealing and whatever. And then I have the last one, and this is because of um, Christian, and I'm sorry, not Christian, worldly rap. If you notice worldly rap, they're cussing. Okay, and the mama going around cussing, the daddy going around cussing, and, and the kids are hearing this all the time. The kids are going to grow up be cussing too. And also, they're not going to have respect for other people. So it's just sad, though, but prayer is a very important thing, and we need more. We're probably going to have to have more role models or more more people that get together and want to make a change for the next generation for their children. And uh, because of love, because of low self-esteem, the set brought out. Well, then you have people shooting, jo- joining gangs. One initiation in a gang is you shoot somebody innocent while in a drive-by. I live in a neighborhood that I've been there for many years. Very, it was very nice, but I noticed the past couple of months shooting. Pow, 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 pow. I used to hear about things like that. It's just a matter of time. Them bullets will come from the streets until somebody's window and kill somebody. So I'm just saying, I understand this this conversation tonight, and um, that that's that's what I wanted to say. People need to get back to God, and and turn their lives over to God. Okay, I'm finished. I agree with brothers uh, speaking about people should give their life to God and all this shooting is going crazy. Oh, this is Byron, y'all. Tell you what, y'all had to call me Sugar that night. Y'all just call me, you can just call me B or Byron or whatever case may be. And uh, uh, I do understand there's a lot of craziness out there, you know, but we have to find some kind of way to say, uh, uh, I don't know, like bigger, bigger forms like this, man. Y'all. Hello. If, if we get a whole lot more people to listen to, can y'all hear me? Yes, yes. Right yeah, here. everybody's there. 
Yeah, we heard you. Yeah, I was just going to heard you and Byron. Go ahead. Oh. We got you. Yeah, I was just saying, man, if, if there's a way that, like, okay, let's say you got four brothers on the phone right now. If we can get, like, four more, then four more, then four more, let us all get a chance to start talking to. But, man, it's kind of hard to talk to these young kids these days. Oh, my goodness. They know everything and don't want to be taught nothing. Anybody agree with that? True. They know everything don't want to be true. taught nothing? They for- yeah, oh, true. True. Right, you know. We were like that, too, though. Now, yeah, yeah, now we were like that. Internet, but but not as bad. Yeah. I don't think I think these kids. Right, right, right. We ain't going to kill nobody because they don't want to listen to us. Or or, or you know, right, I'm, right. I, well, I, I didn't want to. I can't speak for them them minds out there today, man, because they own something else, and it ain't even drugs. You know, if they had a drug problem, that'd make some sense. You know, you you own drugs, you go do something stupid. No, they just own stupid yeah, period. Nah, I ain't saying all of them. <laughs> I'm just saying a lot of people just right. doing stupid stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but well, well, you know, know yeah, let, let, go ahead, go, go ahead, go ahead, Pastor. Well, well, you know, I I wanted to get back to what what something that John said, and it's true. You know, we we forget the fact that people social engineer our community for failure. And, you know, I have a, a 20-year-old son, and I asked him just the other night, I said, hey, man, why is there, why is in this generation there so much violence? And many of the things have been mentioned, you know, he said uh, video games. He said because there's a lot of violence that go on video games. He told me that, you know, he said you can get on the dark web and, and see somebody getting decapitated. He said the Facebook, he said it's just it, it's just so much violence you know that they're exposed to if you think about it in movies on television video games and he said it, and a lot of kids don't have guidance so they think that's reality you know you shoot somebody on on some games then they get up within two or three minutes and i even met i even knew of some young men who thought that was reality that if i shot somebody it's not a big deal because in two or three minutes they're going to get up because that's the way it worked on the video game and so wow. we gotta remember that we are being wow. socially engineered. In other words, right, our family structure is not what it used to be. But why is that? Social engineering. You can be on welfare. Think about this. Here's a common one. You can be on welfare, sister, but you can't have a husband. If right. you get a husband, we're taking away all so that's social engineering. We don't think about it like that, but it is. You know, why, like, I don't know if it was across the country, but why in Dallas and Fort Worth especially, why did they have police officers in elementary and middle schools? Why? Because we're going to start you off on going to jail. You're going to get your, you're going to get a record. You're going to get labeled as a troublemaker and have a record in you in third grade. And and I do believe, you know, what, what Brother uh, Seth said about self-hate. You know, there's a lot of self-hate. There's a lot of low esteem, and it's, it's a whole. And 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 what Brother Dan said, you know, a lot of it has to do is that we have lost our moral basis, meaning we have lost our religious connection, our moral connection to the Most High. You know, a lot of people, you know, a lot, you know, church attendance is, across the country is way down, even in black churches. Now I'm not saying now they have some black churches that are that are 
you know, running over at the brim, but a whole lot of black churches, you know, people are just not, you know, I, I know a pastor and we were talking the other day and he said, man, I'm, I'm having my, my uh, congregation is declining too. So, you know, we, in other words, it's, it's much deeper than we think. It's a whole lot of things that go on. And just like Brother John said, you know, there, there are things called false flag operations. In other words, mm-hmm. they'll set something up and film it and say, oh, like, look at this person going to the, to the kosher store and shooting up all these people. Well, we don't know if that was set up or not. Or the brother going into the, uh, during Hanukkah, season going into this rabbi's house and, and cutting people up. We don't know if that was set up or if that was something that, you know what I'm saying? That That's why right. you just have to be prayerful and, and try to think through things, you know, because we, you know, like one of the, one of the false flags that happened in my lifetime, I was living when they started the Vietnam war because they said that a, a Vietnamese ship, in the Gulf of Tonkin, shot at a, a U.S. warship. Then 30 years later, Time Magazine prints, oh, that really never happened. So all right. that money, all those lives happened because they told us a story to make us buy into going to war. And so we just have to be careful because mm-hmm. these people are very deceptive. And they have a plan. They have a plan. And they're working their plan, and it's just unfortunate that we allowed Satan to work his plan before we could put a stop to it. Because, I mean, I'm not saying it's it's impossible, but we got a lot of work to do. We have a lot of work ahead of us to kind of stem what has gone on. And I'll get up with that enough. Very true. Well, on top of so it sounds like it's really quickly, a gentleman, but it sounds like on top of all the things that are going on with the low self-esteem, our people not seeing who they are, uh, buying this fake identity off social media, uh, everything is based on pop culture or popular, popular cultures with these young people. And it's not just about young people. Again, our, our, our nation, and we are a nation within a nation, our so-called African-Americans, it's not just young people. These are older people. And a lot of what these people, young people are getting, they're just acting out what we're doing. If you really be serious with it, they're not just some alien. Uh, this is not some alien. Because some young people listen to the show tonight, and I don't want them to think this is just about bashing them. What they are acting out is a lack of self-esteem and a lack of identity even in adults. We are materialistic. We just don't go act out. And so what happens if you're materialistic and you don't teach and instill in your children a sense of who they are and a sense of why we're in America and a sense of why we're going through what we're going through, after a while, they just start gravitating towards every every kind of culture. They'll start putting Chinese words on their neck. They just tattoo up their body. It's what, it's what you're seeing. So I don't think this was born. Uh, I, I don't think we're as innocent as we're claiming to be. I think we... We, older adults, have produced. This is the fruit of our labor, a lack of laboring among our people. When y'all say that, what do you have to say about this, uh, uh, Byron? Well, what I think, what I think, say, fruits of our labor and the labor of the children, and like you say, the children are getting out of control because they're not being, say, I, I think, well, I think just all we can do is teach them as much as we can and be hopeful 
that they learn something so they can be productive too. And like we said, back to the video games and back to seeing number war on TV and war in the house. And, and I heard the brother talking about uh, taking the man out the family. You know, if she's going to get some assistance, she can't have no man. And that, that's sad too because, you know, it, it's, almost like, it's almost like he was saying, it's designed to separate the family. And then when the kids ain't got no leadership, you know, so they, they're out there to pin for their own. So, and they, like I said, they're all looking for love in all the wrong places. That's how they get get jumping in them gangs and, and everybody talking stupid. So, you know, stupid is, stupid does. And stupid will get a hold of you and won't let go because lo- stupid love fun. And stupid will let you know that, that messing with somebody or stealing with somebody's stuff is fun. And you really out there thinking you're doing a good thing. I'm trying to feed my family. What well, they got you out there stealing instead of go getting a job? Mm-hmm. And right. then sometimes, brother, try hard. So it, it goes all kind of ways. Right, I agree with you. I think. Yeah, I um, think it's. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, brother Dan. Please yeah, go ahead. I think. I think. I think that whether we believe it or not, I think we're in the old west. Where where people shoot first and ask questions later. That's the police. And um, they not and they don't True. they don't True. value they don't va- value consequences either. They think they all gonna True. it's gonna be like the movie like the movies they show in these days where the bad guys are getting away with things and there's no consequences. Right. So people think right. I'm gonna think, get away uh, with it too. Uh, I think that if we consider uh, our upbringing, we, we, everyone on the phone, we are probably within 10, 15 years of one another. And if we, if you consider mm, the I fact think I'm a little older, bro. I'll, I'll shoot you a John, 20 uh, years. <laughs> Pass the Let me see. But the, the, the thing is this. There was a time where I can recall not just on one particular street, but on many a street, there was a a knitting and, and an understanding of who your neighbors were. And it, we all know this. We all know that you could not get away with doing something just because you were not in front of your house. The whole neighborhood, had, there was there were those grandmothers who would always be looking out the windows and they knew, they knew your grandmother, they knew your mother and they definitely knew you. They knew that they knew everything. And there, there was a time where you had, you, you didn't have to so much sit a child down and say like, this is what you need to do. And this is what you need to understand. It would be good to do that. But there was a certain degree of guidance that you got just within your neighborhood. There's a, you, you couldn't get away with a whole lot of things, and that has deteriorated. And the main reason why I'm saying this is because if you had that degree of guidance and parents kind of relied upon that, and as such, they did not take the time to explain the importance of this is how you speak to an officer. This is why you don't do drugs. This is why you don't sell drugs. This is why you don't look at pornography. This is why you do these things. If you don't take the time to do that, you no longer have a church, a, a neighborhood that's going to help keep your children in certain boundaries. Even the schools had a certain degree 
of boundary that these schools no longer have. These things have been stripped away. And so now you have another parent 20 years later, 30 years later, they too, they're not sitting their children down and talking to them, but now that child is left to their own devices because that neighbor is not there any longer. There was a time where you could go down the street and neighbors would be sitting out on the porch. How, I mean, you really don't see that as much anymore. Neighbors, that the whole neighborhood <laughs> sitting out on the porch. You go walking down the street, you got to say hi to 15 people. It's just it's you know, not like God, that anymore. I really agree um, with that because, you know, I, was, I think most of us on this call were raised in we used to have black communities like Stop Six and Southside. I'm not from here, but, you know, I've taught, and it's the, it was the same thing. Everybody lived, we lived together. We went to schools in our neighborhood. Maybe a teacher might have been someone who lived in your neighborhood. But I remember when a, when a, when a black teacher would see that a child was lacking something, they would take care of it. Mm-hmm. Well, baby, mm-hmm. no, you need it. Next time you come tomorrow, make sure you comb your hair before you leave the house. Mm-hmm. All that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. you know. They used to, we, in other words, our community, the 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 what they say, the village raised the child, and that's what it was, right? You know. Mm-hmm. But since right. we've gotten quote unquote more upwardly mobile, a lot of us don't even live. You know, we don't have those kind of communities that we used to have. True, true. And, 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 and story that, that goes to what Chris, brother, Pastor Chris, if I could just piggyback on what you stated. Because you said something, and I actually forgot about this, but I was—I had a thought. It, it, came, it came from God, absolutely. I was at least in my late 30s, and I was thinking about this thought, and I realized something. When I was in I, – I, I lived in the projects behind Clark University in Atlanta, and that's when okay. I started school in the fifth grade. I remember starting uh-huh. school because you had to get those shots, and it was obviously traumatic for a five-year-old. So I remember that process, and I remember going uh-huh. going to this class. And I remember one one day the teacher said we're going to have some type of of contest, and so we I remember her saying that partially, but I remember winning this contest. And as a result of winning this contest, the teacher she took me somewhere. I remember uh, going in, and she bought me these clothes. I was a dang near 38 years old before I realized that what it was is that she realized that my mom did not have the money to buy me clothes that were suitable for a five-year-old. So she made up a fake contest and t- said that I won so that she could go and buy clothes for me. And, and keep in mind, a, fifth, a five-year-old, it, they're not cognizant of the fact that their clothes right. aren't nice compared to another child's clothes or something like that. And they probably are a little bit more nowadays, but back then they're not cognizant of that. And, but that teacher, she did that. And again, I, when I figured that out, folks, I went, I found the school. I was trying to find the, the, the try and figure out through the internet who that lady was, because if that lady was still alive, I wanted to just applaud her. That's what a community does, mm-hmm. and that's what we no longer have. That that lady, right. she saw a need, and she, out of her that's own okay. pocket, went and addressed it. And, and again, that, that, right. that warms my heart. I said, even if she had passed, I would say, I want to speak to her children and say, that was a woman of God. That was, it was just powerful. 
that she would do that. Right, so, but, but, again, but you know. Go ahead, Pastor Chris. But that's what our communities used to be like, brother. I mean, no I doubt. mean, it's a million stories like yours. And, you know, and, you know, my dad, y'all, 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 y'all knew my dad. You know, he mm-hmm. died last year. I mean, in 2018, he was 98. But he said, I think y'all would have wow. said, he said wow. the worst thing that ever happened to our community was integration. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. I agree with that. Because, you know, we can see it now. You know, we see what, what you know, us not having a community like we had, not having the businesses in our community like we had, and having people, you know, when I was in elementary school and junior high, I know that my teachers really had my best interest at heart. They were not trying to right. fail me. They were not trying to make right. me feel stupid. They, they, you know, in, in those days, they would encourage me and say, yeah, we know you black, but don't believe all the hype. You are somebody. You better, you, right. you just mm-hmm. feel better than anybody else walking the street. They, they, they filled us with self-esteem. You know, and, and you, you know, it just doesn't happen these days. And, you know, we scattered. We don't, you know, we living in Mansfield and everywhere else. We don't have those strong black communities. So we kind of integrated in. We are minority in a lot of the school systems. And if you don't watch it, these people will put the seeds of hate and the seeds of mm-hmm. inferiority in our children. It's just like, I know y'all saw the movie Malcolm X. When mm-hmm. Malcolm X told the teacher, hey, I want to be an attorney. What had happened? No, no, Malcolm, people like you, but I think you're good with your hands. You can do woodworking. Now, you know, that would never happen in a black school. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, you know, know if I may interject well, you know what? Uh, huh? I was just going to say, if I may interject to moderate, uh, I, I wanted to say this. I, I think I think, Brother Pastor Chris just hit on something major, major, major when he said inter- integration. Integration was not good for us, and I think we we got confused in the '60s. I think we wanted the right to integrate. We wanted the right, and some people think no, we need to integrate, but we just wanted the right. We wanted the right to go wherever we wanted to go, but the choice should have been to stick with our own. And Elijah Muhammad, I don't know, I'm not a Muslim, but the man said something profound. When I heard profound wisdom, it don't matter who it comes from, but he said something like this. He said this to Martin Luther King, Jr. And Martin Luther King said something very strange after meeting with Elijah Muhammad. He said, I feel like I've integrated my people into a burning house. He said those. He exactly said those words. Martin Luther King Jr. said these words. I feel like I've integrated my people into a burning house. The reason he said that is because of things like this that were said to him from, I think, Elijah Muhammad. And probably the most I showed him some things, too. But Elijah Muhammad said this from Jump Street. We're not strong enough to integrate. We're not a whole, W-H-O-L-E, we're not a whole people yet to integrate. Once we become a solid nation with our own land, our own flag, our own this, our own constitution, our own, then we can look at perhaps mingling with our white brothers and sisters. Now, he taught white people was the devil. I'm not going that far. Y'all know how I feel about that, but I do think the man was on, on to something. When you migrate with people and you don't know who you are, 
You're setting yourselves up to be slaves, and that is what our people is going through. Folks, I keep going back to it. It is a lack of self. I just want to say that. Jump out. Well, you know, um, well, you're right about Dr. King. He he after after integration, he he did have some issues. That wow, I've integrated my people into a burning house, meaning you know that that he felt that it was not going to be as positive as we thought it was going to be. And you're right. I think they would have. We would have been better off having the right to go where we wanted, but staying within our own community. Because, you know, it's just like, okay, I kind of grew up in Chicago, and here's a classic example. They had a black, you know, black community. They had a, a they had a, a, a black grocery store that was on, you know, three brothers owned it. And every summer when it was time for the baseball league, this grocery store would buy the uniforms, the bats, and the catcher's equipment for the teams out there on the playground. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, see, now, and, and I'm just saying, now, we look at it today, we don't have black entrepreneurs in our neighborhood selling things to our people. So mm-hmm. they, they felt their way was given, their way to give back is like, say, hey, y'all, we'll buy all the uniforms, the basketballs, the catcher's equipment. So all we had to do was have a glove. But that's when we had a community, and we supported the store, and the store looked out for the community. And we just, mm-hmm. we just don't have that anymore. We, I don't think well we said. have that. We, that's one of the things we lost. I think that what we thought was going to be the case of integrating, which would give us a, a higher quality of life, really could have been accomplished with, as Seth stated, having the right to integrate. You cannot put color right. only or white only, but also, which is really important, resources that were being kept from our communities to now be given to our communities because for all intents and purposes, folks, we're still segregated in that respect. We, our schools, exactly. we don't get the same resources uh, wow. right. that a lot, of, a lot of schools get. We don't get, I am appalled as many hoods as I've been in all over the U.S., different hoods, just, you know, not like I'm just walking through doing a, uh, a documentary. I'm just telling I'm going to the store to get a 40. That's what I'm doing. I'm in that hood. So I'm talking about almost no black businesses in our hood. Right. And it's like right. I remember in the 70s, I remember corner stores being owned by black people. I remember different businesses being yep. owned by black people. This thing doesn't exist anymore. Why is that? Nope. Now, I, I own because. my own business. It's a fledgling but it will do great things. But the point is that it's like, where are we? Why can't and folks, it, it took blood, sweat, and tears to pull it off, but it's pulled off. But it should not have to be that way. People, our people are known for being able to think and, and realize a, a, a problem and fix a thing. Whenever you're on the front line of anything, you have more insight into that thing than the people who manage you. That's the reason why they'll bring you in and debrief you. And what are you seeing out there, Johnson? Well, I see this and I see this and so on and so forth. When you're out there and you're dealing directly with the problem, you figure out how to address that problem. We should be the greatest innovators in this country. And many of us are, but we're stifled. We're stifled. 
We don't get the position oftentimes. We don't get to, to have our voices heard at times. And so resources, that's key. That's key. Um, and, 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 again, not just to build barbecue shacks and clothing stores. We, we can do so much more. We can do so right. much more than that. You're right about that. We we definitely can do more than barbecues and and, and chilling shacks. Now, man, I tell you that. So we need some more of them uh, uh, aeronautics. Now, hey, here goes. I got a good one for y'all, man. My son. Now, I know some people uh, don't don't like the military, but I encourage the military for some of these people. But like I said, we have been yeah, disemboweled. Uh, uh, all of all the black families are being separated. Matter of fact. We, I'm standing in the building right now. People don't even, people don't even want to speak to each other, man. They got black people scared of black people. Now that right, that yeah. is wrong. We are scared of mm-hmm. ourselves because, and you know, a reason why a lot of the black businesses don't flourish is because we are scared to do business with our black people. Because what yeah. we've been taught, oh man, that that Negro gonna like gonna gonna try to mess over you, or they don't do good work. Oh, uh, we shiftless, we shiftless, or whatever, whatever that word is. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You don't get no good product from him. But go back a few years, go back a few years when it was a black Wall Street. Wall Street was booming, That's right? And they knew it, and because yeah. that black dollar was it was paying them up, and they couldn't have it. You know what they did? They burned it down. Every time we try to group up, they find a way to to break it down. And then since they couldn't break it down no more, then they said, well, let's just segregate them. Let's make them come over to these schools, and we won't teach them nothing. We'll just act like we do it. Or then we'll show exactly. them our ways, and let's get away from yep. our ways. You know, teaching them how to do that, but we, we should be over here doing this. Like the man said, we should be in our own little community, but you still branching out to everybody else, but branch out and come back in and bring it back home. It's like go to work and spend your money at the house. You know, go spend your money right. with your brother. That's why I, I, myself, I look around for black businesses. It's a little black store over there off of Rainy and, and Stall Cook called, called the Stop Six Stop or something like that. It's a little green and orange building. I stop in there and give me a chicken sandwich every now and then just because they are black owned and they trying to do something. Because right across exactly. the street, I ain't got nothing against nobody else, but it should be some more black business around all them black people. But you got the Koreans exactly. and, and the them dudes there, and they just talking <laughs> themselves, and they, oh, brother, you come on here, I spend your money. Come on, brother. Brother. Yeah, everybody want to call you brother. I'm not your brother. Yeah, brother, because when you bring, when you, when the black we, we, the we, we are they brother. brother. Yeah, 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 we they brother. We they bread and butter. Come spend your money with me, black man. <laughs> And I take it over to my wife, and she spend it gracefully. Then we all go to the white white people and, and give it to them for something. But they come over and get all the loans. Man, we can't even get a loan. You know what kind of loan they want to give us? A payday loan. So I never let me get you. Well, you know now, you ain't got no money to pay your debt. But let me get you in debt so I can come chase you and take your what round with debt? Hell, shabalama ding dong. You know what I'm saying. I right, want to try right, my best right. to respect all the pastors and and all that good good no, good, good, uh, good. Uh, good Lord giving people and and stuff like that. Y'all keep that up, man. That's a beautiful thing. And I just want y'all to just be able to spread it to some of these niggerones that 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 just really need it, man. My goodness, they just going, they just you know, out of control you, these days. You know, you know, in my church, you know, every once in a while, I ask them, "How much money did you spend with your own people?" 
And, you know, at one time, yeah. you know, y'all can probably remember, they used to have a black pages where you had all black businesses. So if you needed a plumber or a doctor, a lawyer, a dentist, you know, you could look somewhere. But that's one of the things that we suffer from is that we don't have an outlet to find. In other words, we find out about black businesses from word of mouth. We don't have a place uh, where we can get it. And then, and then this is something else, you know. You know, during segregation, you know, uh, they had more black businesses in segregation than we have now. And the reason being real is talk. because we couldn't, huh? Matthew, I was saying real talk, I was agreeing with you. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's just like, okay, in other words, like, say if I caught a train and I went to St. Louis. When I got off the train, I got to get a cab, but I couldn't get a white cab, so I had to get the black cab company to take me somewhere, right? Then right, I'm right. going to go to the hotel. I got to go to the hotel. I can't stay at the highest. I got to stay at a black hotel. So I go to the black hotel. I pack my bags. Man, I'm hungry. I want to go to a restaurant. Who was the restaurant owner? Another black person. Okay, after I ate, I feel like I want to get my swerve on. So I want to go to a club. Well, I had to go to what kind of club? A black club. So segregation forced us to spend our money with each other. Right. And one segregation mm-hmm. kind of, kind of, you know, even in Fort Worth, I see uh, restaurants, uh, prominent black restaurants boarded up because yep. we stopped That's supporting true. our own people, our own businesses. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and we don't think, you know, even, you know, I'm going to just say this, and I don't mean to be anti-Semitic or nothing. A Jew would drive an extra 30 miles to spend his money with another Jew. Thank you. Yeah. And yeah, we we're glad if we had to go, if we had to go five miles out of the way to spend our money with another black person. You know, uh, I, I like to say that conditioning. a lot of our, you know, a lot of the stores that are owned by racists are um, convenience stores. And when people yeah. are shopping in convenience stores, they're losing a lot of money because the prices are so much higher. But it's because there's not yeah. grocery stores in the neighborhood for people to shop. So people, yeah. don't, a lot yeah. of them don't have transportation, and they're going to go exactly. to the closest thing and buy buy what they want at sky-high prices. And another, right. I think another right, thing right. why we have other races coming into our neighborhood, do you know, you think about it. If you're going to bring a business in, a, in another neighborhood, you know the rates have got to be lower for building or buying a building or leasing a building in African-American neighborhoods where the other neighborhoods, the prices are going to be higher. So actually it's exactly. easier to start a business in an African-American neighborhood if you're not African-American. Exactly. And you see, and you know, somebody mentioned about banks. Now, Brother John, you said that you, you, you was in Atlanta, right? Right. As a, as a child, okay. Right. But Atlanta is the black business mecca of the United States. Wow. Do y'all know why? Right. No, because why? they have. No, I'm saying you're right. You're right. They have, they have black banks that have been there over a hundred years, and so if mm. you pool all your money together, because when I was there, you know, John, I was in a program at Morehouse in the in like 1975 mm-hmm. or so, and I was shocked 
You know, the brother took me downtown. Oh, yeah, brother owned that building. Uh, I was staying in an apartment, in an apartment that was black-owned. But they just showed me all the stuff that black people own in the city. And then I realized what it was is that when we pool our money together and have banks, then we could say, you know, yeah, they, you know, I was in business for about five years. They will not give you a loan. Now, if I went in there and said I want to buy a Maserati, I could get the loan for that. But if I went and told them, hey, I want to <laughs> go buy right. a truck so I can start a moving yep. business, you ain't getting a loan. But if you took that same proposal to a black bank, you're going to get a different outcome. Right. There's a different outcome. Yeah, they want you to spend your not, money instead of make money. Right. In other words, that's what that is. Me buying a Maserati, me, me buying a Maserati ain't gonna put no money in my pocket. It's not something I as I can use right. for business. But they realize can you know, you I'm gonna get these three trucks. Huh? If I may, can if you sign when you yeah. said about if somebody get a loan from a, a African American bank? When you talking about Atlanta and you said you could get a Maserati, can you? Can you go back to that and, no, no. and, and okay. say something more what, what about that? What I was that? saying was, what I was saying was in in the Metroplex because I had my business was in in Dallas. If I go okay. to a bank and tell them I want a loan for a Maserati, they would give me the loan. That's true. If I went to if I went to a bank and said, you know, I want to buy three trucks because I want to start a moving business, I would not get a loan, even though even though the money might be the same amount of money. And so I when, agree. Mm-hmm. when you have when you have your black bank, you have you have economic power. It's just like I'm gonna tell you this is a true story. When I was in college, I was decided, hey, I want to buy me a car. So I started going to I went to about five or six banks. And, you know, of course I didn't get the loan. So I'm moping around the house one day and my mother said, What's wrong with you? I said, Look, I've been going to these banks trying to get a loan and nobody gave me a loan. She said, Well, did you go see Mr. Dan? We had a community credit union in my neighborhood. Hmm. And so I went to see Mr. Dan. He said, well, what kind of car you want? And I told him, and he looked it up. He said, uh, well, uh, you know, at that time, he said, you know, the most I, they out, they want 3,300, but the most I can give you on the car is 3,000. But if you get your parents to co-sign, you're good to go. I said, what? He said, yeah, you got money in here. Your parents got money in here. I know you're a college student, but if your parents co-sign, you, this deal is done. Now, nobody else told me that. You see what I'm saying? But we controlled the economic right. resources. It was a black credit union in a black community. Good point. Right. And that's what I'm saying. If you I know, when, we control, when we control the finances, we can, we, we can get in power. That's why Atlanta's like it is. They had those banks for years and years and years. Well, go ahead. Let me I'm, ask you about Atlanta. Well, one, moment, one moment, if I may, <laughs> what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick two, three-minute break. Uh, again, we want to let everyone know that this is Five Smooth Stones Network. Just taking a quick breather, and then we're going to come back. We can pick up what we left off, uh, but ultimately before the end of the night, we do want to switch directions, and I'll give you guys a topic that we can discuss uh, here that I would like to put on the table. So if we could, Brother Seth, just take a couple minutes, yes, and then yes, we'll yes, pick back up.
Chris on the line firing away off Pastor Chris's shooting missiles tonight. Brother Dan Wallace it, it getting his two cents in, in for sure. Very wise comments by Brother Dan and then Brother uh, the one and only Sugar Daddy has joined us tonight, um, a.k.a. Byron Armstrong, joined us tonight, and he's just sharing as well. So we just all men on the line just trying to talk about what's happening in our neighborhood and in our world, folks. We'll be right back again. Thank you for tuning into the Five Stone Network. We'll be back very shortly.
binging out, saying, hey, it's too much, it's too too big. But remember, we as a people have been here before. We as a people have been here before. We as a people have been here before. And this challenge is nothing for our Yah, for our God. As you know, if you've been listening to this show any little time, uh, it's all about hope. So, Mother Moderator, it's back in your hand. All right. Appreciate it. Um, uh, you all taking a moment to let us get that quick break in. Um, I want to let Brother Dan complete what he was stating here in just a moment because uh, I apologize, Dan. I heard you saying something, but we had already began the process to go into the break. I, you know, the thought, as Seth was speaking, is, is about uh, we love our people. Um, and you heard the term self-hate so many times. And I look at myself and I actually would ask myself, like, if you could be any other nationality or any other race, quote unquote, who would you be? And I'm here to tell you, if I change into anybody else tomorrow, I can explain to you how pissed I would be. I love who my whole stilo is contingent on me and my culture. I have, I am I've never had, in my opinion, quote-unquote, self-hate. I had, I'm probably overconfident in who I am. Uh, and I love, I love being a black man. Mm-hmm. Um, I, when I walk hey, anywhere, hey, I, when I walk anywhere, I feel like I am the man. Amongst black, white, it doesn't make any difference. I, I just love being who I am. We have a very, very rich culture the fact that we've, yes, over, we've overcome so much even the stuff that they've kept away from us is starting to, to seep through the cracks and we're starting to find out more and we see that we are more than what we've been told and now the worst thing that you could ever do is have that conversation again you don't want to have that conversation with me it is not going to go well because I'm intimately familiar with who I am as with my people and that's myself as a man and I stand here as a black man loving it and so with that being said yes, brother that's Dan, powerful, brother. thank you, you that was powerful my pleasure brother Dan you were saying something right before the break I'd like to give you that opportunity to finish that thought Thank, thank you, Brother John, and appreciate the no respect. You are, you no are the man to be the moderator for this program. You do a very good job. Um, yes, yes. I like, I like, uh, what I was saying was, well, if you don't mind, I, I want to, I didn't mention my track today, so I'm going to start with that, then I'll go next to, to the comment I was going to say. Dan, if you can hold um, on. Anyone Dan, interested? Dan, 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 if you can hold on a second uh, for that, uh, to the end. Make that you, when you're okay, last final fine. comments. We're not there yet, and I appreciate you wanting to do that now. But if you can hold up to the last comment, okay, that'd be fine. All right, um, I like to say that uh, I used to read about Atlanta, Georgia, in uh, Ebony magazine, and it's been like that for many years. I think that uh, uh, we 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 should accomplish those things in our neighborhoods, but at the same time. Um, uh, I think it's a good experience. I don't normally do this, but I think it's a good experience. Sometimes people take a vacation, visit Atlanta, and see uh, African Americans who are successful in business. If they yes. have, if, if 
and, and find out that you 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 know it it can be accomplished. Some people don't have an example that they can succeed. And if I think mm-hmm. it's, I haven't been there, but I you know through the conversation that I think a, was a apostle was a apostle. Did you, was you the one that had that conversation about Atlanta? Uh, Parker is not on. Parker Malachi was commenting. He left earlier, but go ahead. Was he, he was who was talking about Atlanta? Reverend well, Chris. What's your name, sir? Reverend Chris. Pastor Chris. Oh, Reverend Chris. Chris. Okay, you knew then. Okay, Reverend no, Chris. No, hold on a second. Um, I'll be on every week, Reverend. <laughs> He's on every week, Dan. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's you right. New. I'm, I'm sorry, man. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> okay, but anyway, I wanted to say was... Uh, I, I, you know, I, I think about because of the information you gave Atlanta being personally there. I think one day I'd like to go visit and see this, this, this um, how African Americans pull together and be successful and be successful for many years. Now going back to John, and um, there's a, a businessman. Well, you don't have to go to Atlanta to go, but if you can't go, but. If you put God first in your life, God will take you beyond any expectation you can have. No doubt. And, they don't, no and doubt. you know, because God is God, God is God. And so I'm not saying you have to go to Atlanta to find out what success is. But if you're a Christian, just spend time <laughs> with God and walk with him. He has a plan. And you'll have. That's real. What's that in Joshua? What is that? This um, it speaks of good success. You can have That's good right. success in God too. That you're not limited by any race or any people. You're, you you are That's unlimited it. in God because God will not hold you back. He's a big thinker. Follow after Him, and you and you'll be it'll be out be beyond all your dreams and expectations. I'm feeling no doubt, no doubt. Powerful, Pastor Chris. Were you saying? Were you getting ready to say something? No, I, I was just just uh, okay. No, okay, good. I, yeah, I was just I, I, I was like just giving do. giving brother Dan an amen. All right. When, hey, when brother Dan said you knew, I'm thinking, see, brother Dan, that's white supremacy right there. <laughs> I'm just kidding, brother Dan. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, speak, speak uh, that, let me ask you. Let me ask. Let me ask you a question, brother John. Uh huh. Yeah. Did Did you grab a piece of chicken while we were on break, man? I did not. I have gone. I, I have moved away from my chicken grabbing ways. <laughs> and, and so, I, I have yes, to say this, I, I have I, to say this really quickly. If I may moderate, if I can jump in here, if it's okay, just really quickly. Uh, I appreciate what you were saying, John, earlier about the love you have for being who you are. That was powerful. I don't know if you know how powerful that was because a lot of people right about now is thinking the complete opposite. And uh, I still think, folks, let the record show for this show tonight, the biggest problem, number one, is not just our young people. I don't think our young people is no different than our older people. I think our young people is the fruit of what older people did and did not do. As you That's know, there's true. a rule you can't, you, can't, you can't correct kids. I saw some kids out playing, and I hear them cursing. And I cannot, when I look out the window and see who's cursing, my eyes can't believe what I see. I've never seen kids curse like they do today. But guess what I've never seen also, just as crazy as that? 
older people standing around watching, scared to say stuff. We are scared to correct these kids. They only is correct. They only are corrected in school. So my point is, what we see our young people. If you're listening and you're under thirty, I say under twenty-five. Really, just know. Don't think this show is bashing you. We are one nation, and what we are seeing is a lack of self. Until we understand who we are in Christ, number one, that's the biggest, most powerful thing that can happen to a human being, much less African Americans. But that's top identity. But then once you find out who you are in Christ, a lot of Christians are self-misbehaving and doing crazy, self-destructive type of thing because they don't know who they were or how they fit in life. They don't understand how... The father never gave up on them, how they wasn't just products of slaves. And they don't know what to teach these children. Here we go. They're coming to come to misbehavior. They don't know what to pass down to their children, the legacy of true self. You know, even though we're saying Jesus, 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 baby, you need Jesus, they uh, don't understand why these white folks are in the situation they're in, why they're ruling over us, why we're serving them, and they have an attitude. They don't want this Jesus. They don't want the things Dan was saying earlier. They don't want no part of church. And so when you got young people that don't want a part of the Father, then they start abandoning Christ. So they don't even get to the new identity in Christ. They don't even get to sins being washed away and, and the guilt that they have from doing the things they do that know they know is wrong. They don't get a chance to be salvaged, saved, saved because of our bad witness and because of not understanding. And a lot of us don't even understand why we're in the situation. And that's why the self-hate starts. So I see it ping-pong, uh, uh, yin-yang. Our kids is nothing more than a byproduct of our behavior. So that's why the Fossil Fund Network, without stop, constantly talks about who we are as a people. It's going to always go back to identity. You show me some nation that know who they are in the natural and in the spirit, and I'll show you a nation that's thriving. But And even whites, people talk about white, 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 white. White people, to me, is in trouble. That's why I cannot, they, to me, I feel sorry for them. They are in just as worse a condition. They build a whole life based on money and toys. They are very empty people, and they need the Christ. They need the Bible. They need all the precepts of the Father as bad as we do. They need Christ. They need to follow Yah of Israel, the God of the heavens, as bad as we need it. So it's not like they're in good position. They're over us. No, they're in hell already to do what they do to us. You can't do what a lot of whites in power, some of the whites in power now, you can't do what a lot of them do unless you're already destroyed from inside. So we all need the most high. But I think our kids are acting out on because of what we put in them. It's just as simple. I want to say that real quick and jump out. Okay, sir. Uh, this is Byron again. How y'all doing? It's one more time. Uh, just a piggyback yes, yes. or just compliment what Seth said. You know, that speaks a lot of powerful words and powerful knowledge that that man holds. And uh, he said, we all okay. we all need the most high. And, you know, but dealing with reality, everybody is not going to believe that. And that's why, well, I ain't going to say that's why, but that could be one of the reasons why we are so deflated. You know, not defeated, just deflated. Because some of them didn't, don't even know how to ask a proper question 
to 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 figure out their next move. You know, what am I gonna do? What do I need to do to go get it? I'm still talking about the the empowerment say of the black man. I just happen to be one and like my brother said, I would I would I would not trade this in for any other thing because this was I this what I learned to love and I do love me. Yeah. Uh, when if we can teach our brother to love himself, maybe they can get a uh a inkling of, of uh what it's supposed to be like, you know, and all I say to them young people, hey, get to our age. Okay, get there, get there. Maybe you might learn something too, you know, because all this, all this, what we doing, getting, getting older and older, because we, we doing something correctly. Something is going right in our lives in order for us to say move about as we do. I believe everybody maybe on this phone, they might have a place to stay. They might have transportation. You probably got food in your box. You probably can feed a few more people. It's a possibility because you have been doing something correctly. So we. Hello? There? John? You, uh, Byron? Dan? Yeah. I can yeah, hear you. I, I, think... I don't. Something has to happen. He'll call back. He'll call back. He'll call back. Yeah. What, what, can I say a little something, something? I know I've been talking about yeah, right right tonight. Well, well you know, um, I'm in full agreement with everybody said, but I think one thing that we all need to kind of keep in the forefront of our minds is that, um, you know, we are living in prophetic times. And Yeshua told us what kind of things would be going on, like earthquakes, you know, Puerto Rico got hit. You know, you're seeing earthquakes and volcanoes all over the place. Yeshua told us that. He told us the love of many will wax cold. We see that. True, true. Uh, violence, he told us violence would, would get worse. But he said, but when you see these things begin to happen, what? Look up because your, your Hebrew Israelite people, your redemption is nigh. And even though we see the world wars and rumors of wars and all kind of negative things happening, Yeshua told us that when you see these things that we should be looking up because he's getting ready to come down and redeem us. And even though, you know, we, you know, and then, then we all know that he didn't say everybody was gone, only a remnant. And I believe that the most high has opened up the eyes of those who are open to their spirit and hear him speaking to them about who you are and whose you are. Because, you know, Seth, you have a lot, you have, you have had a lot of shows where you're trying to tell people, hey, you a Hebrew Israelite, you a Hebrew Israelite. And we know, you know, me being a pastor, that's, that falls on deaf ears for a lot of our people. But we should be, in other words, looking at the other side of the coin also, that says that we're going to be redeemed, that we are going to be those people. And just really quickly, keep, keep going. But I just want to say, I don't think it's just the Israelites that's going to be redeemed. I think it's going to be anyone who has that heart, that spiritual Jew first. they got to have a heart converted. And I do think it's going to be a lot of our people that have the heart converted, but just not based on right, the ethnicity right, right. only. Right, but didn't Paul say to the Jew first and then to the Gentile? Absolutely, and they did go to the Jew first. They were okay. first. They, they, okay. So right, but I'm, I'm not, I'm not saying. Comes, 
Well, he's coming to redeem. In other words, remember, in my, in my belief, that he's coming to redeem Israel and anybody else who believes on him. Okay, but it was Israel's job. It was Israel's job to lead the yes. world into righteousness. Yes, yes. Well, that's true. We have to be the example to all the world to lead the world back. But there's no way if he want us to go to all the world and, and introduce them to the to, to Yah, Israel, the God of the heavens and the earth, that he's going to turn around and not accept them once they turn to Yah. Because he started out with the planet. It was all a, a very dark-skinned people. Not that that matters, folks, but they were very brown. The, the early earth, and then people began to start turning white and turning too tall and turning too short. And uh, white skin came as a result of sin. I just, just That's not to say white people. White people, are, the soul of white people is no different than the soul of black people. I think we are the same people, but we, 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 hear me, hear me out. We, our skin turned white. And it does to this very day. Dark-skinned people all over the world, skins turn white. Dark-skinned people have blonde hair. To have blonde hair is not a white feature. To have white, just y'all, here's a little bit of leprosy teaching. You want to know more about this? Can't get into it now. Again, five foot on blog talk radio. Google that and then the word Bible leprosy. But we, we have blonde hair. We have uh, 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 blue eyes. We, we, it's, it's humanity. It's dark-skinned people that's having light skin. It's not light-skinned people over here, dark-skinned people over there. So once we turn to the Father and have that spiritual conversion, no matter what color we have turned, no matter what our eyes have turned, no matter the density of our bone structure, be it thin as from the Caucasus Mountain when we begin to migrate up there, whether our bones are thick or not, or whether or not we can jump or not, or whatever our bodies have went through, when your heart is born again, then you are accepted by the Father. But I just want to say that really quickly. I think he's coming back after us. But like what Pastor Chris did say, it is, folks, you know your Bible, is to the Jew. Salvation came to the Jew first. And it was only came to the Jew first because of the rest of the nation that he was already trying to deal with who wasn't Jew. He took him. The other nations turned their back. So he called Abraham and blessed his seed, and that's how we got to the Jew first. But anyway... It is my little two cents anyway. Back to you, moderator. Look like we probably need to get the final comments, but go ahead, brother. Okay. Um, it just, and I would just like to throw something out there. I'm kind of curious what you what you guys think about it. Um, and Byron there is back is... everybody. Just so everybody know, AK, uh, look at that. He's back on the line. We just sorry for the interruption. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah, what I was saying is uh, when I look at in the scriptures, uh, they speak of the true Israelites being gathered from the four corners of the earth. And uh, elsewhere you see the, what I call the born again believers being caught up to meet him in the air. And our bodies will become like his bodies and the twinkling of an eye, as it says in Thessalonians. Um, I don't consider those to be the same scenario. I was just curious what you guys thought. And there you I'm have sorry. it. <laughs> John, I, I'm, I'm kind of confused because you maybe stated a, in a different way. I heard you, but I don't quite understand what you're what you're saying. Say it again. Yeah, uh, uh, I, I think the same way. Can well, you John, um, nobody understood. Expand on that. Go quickly. Sure. The, the, the Israelites being gathered from the four corners of the earth and the quote-unquote rapture or the catching up, meeting them in the air, is that the same thing? I think it's two different events. 
I think you're a little deep for this comment for this for this for this show, especially closing out as a bombshell right there. Well, the only reason why I, <laughs> only reason why I brought it up is because I think it was Pastor Chris was made making a comment about uh, what was gonna what we're talking about in the end times, and so um, I think that uh, it, just piggybacking off of his comment, it's like uh, if people think that physical Israel will be caught up to meet him in the air. It's not the case. Only a person who has the seal of the spirit will be catching him and caught up to meet him in the air. And you don't get that seal uh, from the spirit unless you are a born again believer and you cannot be born again unless you are born of water and born of the spirit. Um, And so it's just, it's just one of those things that is one of those things that we have to kind of think about and say, Hey, Israelite, people of color, the African Americans, the people down in Haiti and and in uh, uh, Puerto Rico and and Dominican Republic and and in South America, all those people, we they just got off on a different stop of the boat trip. At the end of the day, all of these persons, uh, and again, not all of them, gathered from the four corners of the earth. Well, that's not the same thing as the, the rapture and. Um, I think that those persons, when they're gathered, they're going to be taken to Israel. But the rapture, it doesn't say that he's taking us to Israel. It's, it's just a different animal. So uh, it wasn't that I was disputing what Pastor Chris was saying. I would agree wholeheartedly. Um, I just wanted to kind of drill down into it a little bit. Uh, before yeah, we go, yeah. guys, what I – yeah, before we go, uh, let's just go ahead and round robin it. And it, it, normally we would say – what we think would be uh, the way to resolve some of the issues that we uh, have discussed. And as opposed to doing it that way, I would want to say personally, personally, what, what would you do? What do you intend to do? If anything, because it's, it's okay if you choose to do nothing. Um, and I'll start with myself um, just by saying that um, simply continuing to spread in the information five smooth stones is a very good vehicle for that. Um, however, sometimes we have conversations and through the course of conversation, I'm able to speak to persons about things, not necessarily Israelite things per se, but just simply biblical things. Uh, to me, introducing someone to God by way of the Messiah and the blood shed is huge. It's huge. Um, it's not going to impact an entire nation of people, and like Seth stated, a nation within a nation, but uh, it's the methodology that I intend to use now. I'm inclined to believe that God will open up a greater platform in the years to come. Uh, someone else, jump in. What would you? What What do you intend to do, if anything? Well, I, I intend to keep doing what I'm doing and realize that uh, Yeshua told us not everybody's going to listen. And, you know, he when he sent his disciples out, he just told them, hey, you go to a house and you're accepted, stay there and bless them. But if True. they don't want to hear you, he said, shake the dust off your feet and move on. And, you know, mm-hmm. I, I'm thinking we we're at that time now because, you know, just like just the fact that we have so many of our people who will not accept the fact that they are Hebrew Israelites or descendants of the Hebrew Israelites. So. Uh, you know, we continue to do what we do, do the best we can to try to save our people. But, you know, we, not everybody's going to be saved. 
And that's what I keep True. in the back of my mind. If I do what, what Yeshua tells us to do, you go forth, you go out and talk to the people, give them the gospel, and if they don't accept it, just shake the dust off your feet and move on. Because, because you know, it can be very, you know, as a pastor, I can just tell you, it can be very disappointing. And I'm sure we've all kind of experienced that when you're trying to bring people into the light and you just you just get laughed at, scorned, or put off. But we just have to remember Yeshua told us not everybody's going to be listening to what you got to say. So we just have to remember, we, you know, sometimes we just have to, not that we've given up on them, but we just have to move on because while I'm wasting time with you trying to get something through your thick skull, I can be saving 20,000 people over here. So that, that's, that's, that's just the way I feel and look at it. And if I may jump in to interject real quickly uh, before somebody else come behind him, uh, Pastor Chris, that is. Uh, Pastor Chris is being very modest. He didn't talk about all he's doing, uh, uh, but he is doing a lot, folks. And, uh, Pastor Chris, I'd like for you in less than maybe 10 sec- or 20 seconds to let everybody know what do you mean by what you're going to keep doing because you're doing a lot. What all are you doing? Actually. Well, well, you know, you know, uh, me and the Brotherhood, we have gone out to apartment complexes and talked to gangs over at Buttercup. They had a shooting over there this weekend or this week, last week. Uh, we've we've gone over there and talked to the young men. Um, uh, we have uh, on the third Wednesday, we have a it's like a gathering where we watch, you know, just like we used to do on Friday night where we watch videos and have a time of discussion and inform people about certain things. Um, you know, we have a uh, political action committee. We try to get people out to vote. Um, uh, we're trying to restart a, a program we used to have at the church where we had Friday night youth where, you know, you could just come in and, you know, we had computers and video games, pool table, ping pong table, watch movies, you know, just an outlet to get them in a, like off the streets into a safe place. So, you know, we, we are trying to do what we can do you know, as 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 a church to try to stem some of the things that some of the social engineering that's going on in our community. Or that's what's up, Pastor Chris. Uh, Brother Dan. Well, I'm going to continue what I've been doing for 30 years. I, Pastor Chris, you're doing a good job. Keep it up. Um, I'm going to continue you, what brother. I'm doing. Um, I, I write gospel tracks, and you can find these gospel tracks at um, G O S P E L tracks T R A C T S W O W dot com. That's gospel tracks. Wow! And I'm gonna continue what I'm gonna do. That the labors are few, and the harvest is great. And um, I'm gonna continue what I'm doing to, to give people opportunity to um, give Ella people opportunities through the tracks to have their lives changed. And maybe they'll come to your church, um, Pastor Chris, and some of the other churches when they give their lives to God. I don't have any control. All I'm doing is, con- like what you said, I'm continuing what I'm doing to work for God. And so um, I thank you for the opportunity, and uh, and I'm just going to continue writing tracks that's going to reach people and and that they'll see who Jesus is and and by their choice, they could give their lives to God. I'm finished. And I want to say this really quick, if I can interject again like I did with Pastor Chris. Again, Brother Dan is being modest, you know, but Dan ain't telling y'all everything. But his tracks are international. 
brother Dan, he might not want to take all the credit, and maybe he don't deserve all the credit, but I'm a product of brother Dan. That was my first roommate. That was the gentleman told me you can't come into my apartment with no junk. You can't be bringing no women in here. I'm a man of God. And he showed me you can live this thing long time ago. Dan was the real deal. This man was a man of the most high Yah. I live with him. I'm a product of that. Had I kind of got a knuckle here for my, and the folks we we about to wrap up here, we are all not going to go over that much. Just uh, so I just want to say this really quickly. Back to you, moderator, and maybe uh, brother. Uh, back to you, back to you. Hey, uh, brother, brother, uh, John, uh, brother Seth, and brother Dan, and brother Brian. I'm gonna have to get off the line right quick, but I just want to let you know I appreciate uh, it, man. I think this was a great show, and I'm looking looking forward to next Super Tuesday. Yes, yes. All yes. right, that's what's up. It's good to good to have you, uh, Reverend Chris. Yes, yes, yes. My pleasure, man. Chris. I really enjoyed it. Okay, y'all right. take care, brothers. All right. Okay. All right. We had Herb right. Sugar Daddy, uh, aka Brother Byron. Okay, this is uh Brother Byron. Uh, first of all, I'd like to say thank you, uh, Seth Turner, uh, for creating creating uh five smooth stones that is loaded. Loaded on top of loaded like a loaded potato with information, right? <laughs> <laughs> and and your panel is 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 uh, uh, extremely well spoken, uh, as as black people should be. You know they always they always are curious. They look at us like animals. We speak well. They're like, oh wow, he speaks well. But uh, at the same time, they don't know we are educated. Powerful kings that we are learning to be and are. And, and, and uh, I'm talking about that really quickly, uh, folks. Don't you just tune in? Uh, just excuse me. I've got to do this every on the hour. You've done the shows. You know you know how to go. But I apologize, folks. If you listen to us and you clicked on the link, you have to call the phone number now. You know that it's right at ten two nine one four two zero five 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 nine zero. You got like four, fifteen seconds. Nine one four two zero five 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 nine zero. But we are wrapping up the show. Go ahead, brother. Okay, and at the same time, I like to say uh, thank you. I'm, I'm a comic. I'm doing my comedy, and I'm trying to push forward for it. And I already know that not, no mile is finished without the first step. So whatever you step into, as long as it's positive, keep on stepping, my brothers. Keep on stepping. I yield to the next speaker. And, and I want to, again, do the same thing. I didn't mean to do this, folks, but I want to, again, say this about Brother Byron. Now, he, again, is playing... I don't know what's up with these brothers now. They're not tooting their own horn, but Brother Byron is not just a comic now, but in high school, we were not, I, we was not level-headed. A lot of us liked to fight, and Byron was the one that kept us laughing. His comedy, he probably never knew I felt this way, but his comedy really lightened our Friendship because it was like eight of us, and sometimes we 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 bump heads. We were together a lot, and Byron was mostly with Ricky Shivers, another friend of ours. But he was sometimes would come around us, and when we begin to, you know, bump heads, Byron comedy was like that glue that kept us together. We would laugh. He he, very wise guy. This is a very wise comic here. I mean, I've seen him get pretty raunchy in his stand-up comedy, to be honest with you. 
But I'm telling you, over the years, this brother is another one of those brothers. Before I met the Lord, before I got serious, he was the glue. So probably, I don't know, if Byron had to went out when we was dancing and so forth, I may be in jail or prison or something because we were violent sometimes when it came down to uh, we, we, we were no punk. We were brought up in the church, but, brother, y'all don't know the, the, the real Seth. I mean, I would get with you. My brother and I, we fought, and uh, we weren't pushed over in those east side projects. But when Byron would come over, he didn't stand the project. He brought the comic and the lightness, and he we never had no run-ins. This is one friend I never had a run-in with. Can y'all believe that? Friends since high school. So, Byron, just so you know, your comic has been a medicine over the years for me. I know now you get, you go there sometime. <laughs> but just know that, brother, okay? It's all good. Appreciate you, doctor. So, uh, wrapping up the show, I'm going to go ahead and just kind of take over now since we're about to wrap the show up, Brother Moderator. I'd like to know, um, uh, 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 you give final words, and then I'm going to give my, I'm going to answer your question, and we'll wrap it up like that. I'll wrap up the show. Okay, so what's your final words? I think everybody's giving their final words. I think you kind of went first, but go ahead and give any other observations or any last words you have, and then I'll make the final, and, and, and we'll wrap it up here. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty much done. Another episode of Five Smooth Stones, folks. Tune in next week, and then we will get back at it. Yes, yes, yes. And we really appreciate, Brother, uh, uh, moderating the show tonight and all the other times you moderated again. Brother Dan, thank you no so much for uh, uh, stopping by and doing what you do. Brother Dan, we really appreciate your, your gift and what you're doing with the track ministry and really what you're doing this Five Smooth Stone Network. Uh, Sugar Daddy, Byron. Thank you, Brother Dan. Sugar Daddy, appreciate you coming on uh, at a whim and just, just, just being yourself, brother. Really, really thank you, okay? All right. Absolutely, absolutely. And I appreciate everybody. What was that? I said absolutely, and I appreciate everybody, your whole panel, man. Y'all, y'all a group of scholars. Well, we're just trying our <laughs> best to just uplift our community. You're looking out, Brother Byron. <laughs> you know we're not a scholar. But anyway, we try best, so I ain't going to take no back seat to no scholar, I'll tell you that. But anyway... That's Byron, a.k.a. Sugar Daddy. Again, y'all heard him earlier talk about his venues. Go and check him out on Facebook. And uh, where else are you at? Are you on Facebook under what name again? S-U-G-A-D-A-D-D-Y. Okay, Sugar folks, Daddy. I, and, all right. And, folks, I just want and to you can see my upcoming shows. I put, out a, I put out videos for my upcoming shows. So just scroll down until you find the next one. Next one coming up is January 25th. That's the one down in uh, Tyler, Texas. I'll be I'll be hosting a show with the Southern Soul Singers, uh, uh, Calvin Richardson. Y'all probably know him. He used to sing with Jodeci. Okay. Uh, uh, TK Soul, uh, Summer Wolf, uh, Cool Ricky Blues. He sang that uh, uh, Tennessee whiskey song. Uh, it is a it's a group of Southern Soul Singers down there. They call it the Chicken Circuit. Back in the day, they call it the Chitlin Circuit. So we just a group of black people doing some shows, trying to trying to make it happen. Uh, the next event is it seats over six thousand people, and we hope to fill it up. All right, all right. Well, anyway, folks, there you have it. I'm gonna wrap the show up. That sugar daddy you've heard from Brother Dan, and I'm gonna go and get my final words here. And uh, you've heard from the moderator, folks. In closing out the show, I'll just say answer Brother John's question. It, and uh, everybody's line is muted because we're going to wrap the show up right now. Um, 
I'm just going to continue getting the word out of the five sisters on network. That's how I plan on overcoming or challenging some of the issues facing our people locally and in the world because this network is heard in the world. And don't underestimate what we've done tonight. Don't underestimate what you've heard Pastor Chris say. People are listening. I'm looking at the phone lines right now. People still holding. We don't know what these phone lines are. Some of them are private. Sometimes these private lines are the Philippines or European or could be Britain. I don't know what they are. So don't underestimate what you've heard tonight and it going out to our people in the States as well as abroad. That's what we're going to just keep doing. Keep cranking and keep putting truth out there because the Scripture says it like this. The truth will make you free. The truth will make you free. We didn't turn into a Bible study tonight. Uh, but just know this, in the scriptures, it does say the truth will make you free. Not set you free, folks. Make you free. And if you want to check me out on that, that's all the way in the book of uh, that's book of John, uh, chapter 8, verse 32. The truth will make you true. You say, this, it says it like this, then you will know the truth. From five smooth stone, then you will know the truth. From Brother John Clark, then you will know the truth. From Brother Dan Wallace tonight, then you will know the truth. Even A.K.A. Sugar Daddy says some very true things. Then you will know the truth. Pastor Chris, then you will know the truth. We put out a lot of truth tonight with different walks of people, different levels of spirituality tonight. We all wasn't, like Sugar Daddy say, we weren't scholars, but we wasn't. We, we were, we wasn't. Some things y'all heard were scholarly. I'm not going to take a backseat to nobody on that because the word is what makes the scholarly, uh, the scholarship, really. Uh, and so you've heard some things that would transform lives if people would just listen. So I love every single one of you, like I say every week, and there is nothing you can do about it. I can say, I can even speak for our panel. We love every single one of you. And there really isn't anything you can do about it. Folks, listen, uh, next week, don't know what's happening. I am. I failed to do a show on um, Monday. I said on Mondays I'm going to start doing this, uh, uh, finish up the uh, series Insight into the Life of Seth Turner, where I talk about challenges, uh, challenges uh, in life, uh, uh, day-to-day challenges. Uh, I was also going to talk about a uh, 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 Challenges including defeats, challenges including victories. I was just going to talk about it, just just expose myself, basically, letting y'all know the real set, what I go through. I mean, I am real, but I was going to get more personal and private, what I'm saying on these, on, in this series. So I may, I'm going to try my best to put forth part two on Monday. So stay tuned. It'll be around the same time, 8 o'clock p.m. It'll probably just be myself on, unless one of these brothers want to jump in, but I'm not going to ask them. I'm not going to put them through that. But uh, just know on Mondays, uh, look for a show, again, Insights into the Life of Seth Turner, while I talk about the challenges and um, uh, the challenges of my life, including uh, victories, the powerful victories, signs, uh, wonders, miracles. Everything wasn't a miracle. Some things were signs, and then some things was just some things that made you make you just wonder in, in, in my life. Uh, and then, of course, defeats, setbacks from being a uh, when I was rebellious as a believer, as a Christian, when I was carnal.
as well as uh, emails about that. Okay, but next Tuesday, uh, stay tuned as to what we're going to have. Maybe another open forum. We may have another hot topic coming your way. Uh, so, again, you've been tuned into the Fossils on Network with the Brother Seth, uh, moderator John Clark, Brother Dan Wallace, Pastor Alcy Chris, uh, as well as Byron Armstrong, a.k.a. Sugar Daddy. And that's just a wrap. Good night. I love every single one of you. Again, and there ain't nothing you can do about it.